Hi guys and welcome to another episode of the Yellow Podcast. I am so excited for today's episode. I mean, I'm excited for all my episodes, but like today's episode is special because it's going to be it's probably going to be one of my longest episodes that I'm going to do. Reason is because this episode is so loaded and so meaty. Okay, this episode is going to have a lot of information that is actually going to help your personal development. So please, 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 I need you guys to actually pay attention to the things I'm going to be saying in this episode. I need you to get your pen and your paper. All right, get your notebook and your paper. Get your notebook and your pen, okay? Get your notebook and your pen and take notes of the things I'm going to say because today we are going to be talking about understanding emotions. In my previous episode, I talked about emotional intelligence and today we're going to be diving deeper into that. We're going to be talking about what emotions are and what they are not. We're going to be talking about how you can understand your emotions, how you can build up your emotional vocabulary and ultimately how you can improve the quality of your life. All right, this episode is literally the 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 meat of personal development that you're going to need for this week. So sit back and relax, okay? get your drink like i always say let me know what you guys are having today i'm going to be having a glass of water because i'm going to need it i'm going to need it after all the talking i'm about to do and um man's doesn't want to get dehydrated out here so whatever it is that you're drinking grab it and yeah just sit back and relax and without further ado let's dive into what we're going to be talking about today so like i said Today's episode is about understanding emotions. Now, the aim of this episode is to, one, understand what emotions are and what they are not, okay? We're going to dive deep, not just into what they are, but what are those stereotypes that our society has placed on emotions that are actually false. We're going to dive deep into that. Today, I'm also going to be helping you build your emotional vocabulary. For some of you, this might be the first time that you're hearing that word before, emotional vocabulary. And for some of you, you might be familiar with that word. But either way, today we're going to get more familiar with it. And we're going to build up that emotional vocabulary. Because I have come to find that a lot of people have very poor emotional vocabulary. This means that they're not able to properly label and identify their emotions, and they generally don't understand the messages behind emotions that they encounter in life. Instead, they just try to control the emotions by avoiding it altogether or by reacting to it. But if you've been paying attention to anything I've, I said in, in the previous episode, um, the first step to, to growing in emotional intelligence is admitting that you have emotions in the first place, okay? And you need your emotional vocabulary to help you process these emotions that you're feeling. So that's going to be one of the things we're going to talk about in this episode. We're also going to be debunking some mindsets that we have about our emotions, okay? We're going to be debunking those mindsets. And I have two fun and helpful exercises slash activities lined up in today's episode, okay? So that's why I said get your pen and your paper because we're going to be trying out some fun activities today. (laughs) So y'all get ready. Before I go into defining what emotions are and all that, um, I'm going to list some things to know, all right? Some things to know about emotions because, y'all, I'm about to shake 
some tables okay i'm about to shake some tables and debunk some myths that you guys have been told about your emotions number one everybody is emotional this is the first thing that you need to take note of everybody is emotional regardless of your age regardless of your gender regardless of whatever every single person as long as you're alive and breathing you are an emotional being that is just how we were created there is no scientific evidence that proves that women are more emotional than men i need you guys to hear what i just said there is zero evidence that proves that women are more emotional than men, okay? This is just some sort of, I don't know, patriarchal, misogynistic, sexist stereotype or myth that you have heard to try to, I don't know, make women appear weaker than men for whatever reason, as if having emotions has anything to do with weakness. <laughs> but anyways, um, so yes, there's no evidence to prove this. Rather... Or however, a substantial amount of research has suggested that women do, on average, express emotions more frequently than men. As a matter of fact, current literature finds women have higher emotional intelligence ability than men based on common ability tests such as the MSCEIT and the newer test on emotional intelligence. So this means that women do not experience more emotions than men. However, women are more emotionally expressive than men. Okay. Did you guys grab that? Like there's actually research that shows us that women tend to have higher emotional intelligence than men on average. And this is because women are more emotionally expressive than men. This means that being more emotionally expressive and being more in tune with your emotions means you have a higher emotional intelligence, okay? So men and women both have emotions. However, it appears that men tend to suppress their emotions more than women, okay? This doesn't make men stronger than women. This, however, makes men less emotionally intelligent than women. So I hope that clears up the air on, <laughs> on the levels of, of sensitivity and emotions when it comes to women. Okay. Let's just completely debunk that completely. All right. And when it comes to women being more emotionally expressive than men or men tending to suppress their emotions more, that has less to do with the composition of men and women and more to do with social conditioning, more to do with um, cultural stereotypes and ideologies and more to do with hypermasculinity. Okay. So that is more of a societal thing, more of a, a social, um, a social norm or dynamic or more of just, you know, the social standards that we have for men and women in society. If the, if the roles were reversed, it reversed and women were, um, and men were encouraged to be more emotional while women were encouraged less, the same thing would probably happen if the roles were reversed. Okay. So if you think that you are not emotional, you are completely unconscious to the roles that your emotions are playing in your life. This is a sign of poor emotional intelligence. And the first step to becoming 
more emotionally intelligent is to admit to yourself that you have emotions in the first place. How can you study how to manage and understand your emotions better if you are refusing to admit to yourself that those emotions are there in the first place? Okay, so let us all come to terms with the fact that men and women are both emotional beings. There is no such thing as highly more emotional no there are just people who are more emotionally expressive less emotionally expressive okay so that's the first thing to take note of the second thing to take note of which i have kind of already touched on in the first point is that emotions are influenced by our culture community and family this is why people have different senses of humor, for example. This is why there are certain things that you might take as a joke and another person from another culture would not take that as a joke. They might even take that as an insult or they might see it as you being insensitive. So our emotions are highly influenced by the culture that we grew up in, our community, our family, and our societal environment, okay? Our our social background highly influences our emotions now thing to take note of number three now for this one i need you guys to really listen to me and write this down there is no such thing as good and bad emotions did you hear what i said there is no such thing as a good emotion and a bad emotion. There's no such thing as positive emotions and negative emotions. Emotions are neither good nor bad. Nor bad. They're just emotions. Emotions are neither good nor bad. They are just emotions. <laughs> okay? As human beings, we love to label things because it gives us a sense of control over those things. We just love it. That's why we created, you know... Um, that's why we created race and we created language and we created all these different things. We just love to categorize things and compartmentalize things. It gives us a sense of control and understanding. Okay. But when it comes to emotions, you cannot label them as good and bad. Like that's another, another step in, in personal growth, in personal development and in emotional intelligence. It's realizing that your emotions are neither good nor bad. They are just emotions and they are there to act as a compass to direct you to consider certain areas of your life that require change or need your attention. Your emotions provide information that alerts you to your needs, your values, your perceptions, and your experiences. They're not they're not good. They're not bad. They, they, they're just, they're just, they're just emotions. <laughs> okay. So yeah, we need to stop labeling our, our emotions as good emotions and bad emotions, because when we label it, what we're really doing is we're judging the emotions. And when you judge your emotions, you avoid certain emotions. You distract yourself from feeling certain emotions when your emotions are really just there to act as a compass, to help you to figure out what is going on internally, what is going on externally, how am I responding to it and how can I respond to it differently? That's why your emotions are there. Okay. They are a blessing. They are a gift to help you to actually fit into society more, to help you to have a healthier relationship with yourself, have a better understanding of you, who you are, and have a better understanding for others and be able to manage your relationships with others better. Okay? So yeah, emotions are not meant to be judged. They are meant to be felt 
and they're meant to be experienced. Okay? Allowing yourself to sit with your feelings without judgment can have a profound effect on your mind, body, and soul. Like, have you ever tried that? Like, instead of judging the emotions and saying, I shouldn't be feeling like this, or saying, you know, like, I, I, or feeling guilty for feeling the way that you're feeling, have you ever tried to just sit with your feelings and feel through them? Because that's why they're there. They, they were created to be felt, to be experienced, and to be understood, okay? So a lot of us are not understanding our emotions. We're judging them, and we need to stop. So now that we've taken note of those things, let's now define emotions. What is an emotion? So um, one of my favorite personal development coaches, um, Leo Gura, at the time when I started my personal development journey, he defined emotions as a matrix of feelings in your body. That's just it. A matrix of feelings in your body. It is a matrix of feelings directed towards a specific area or experience that is accompanied by physiological and behavioral changes in the body. Okay. It's literally just a bunch of, of neurons like forming together (laughs) to create feelings. Like that's what it is. Like, isn't the body so cool? You know, certain things that you feel like anger and sadness and all these different things, there's legit something going on in your brain. And in your body as you're feeling those things. So emotions are a matrix of feelings in your body. Emotions, your emotions are a language. It's a language of your body. That's, I I can't remember where I heard that from, but that's so cool. Emotions is a language of your body. It is literally your body speaking to you. For example, Anger is a label we attach to a collection of sensations that we experience in our body and in our mind, okay? It is a label, the the word in itself, anger, is a label that we attach to a matrix of feelings that we're experiencing within our bodies. There are neurons involved and it is more complex than we think. You might think you know what anger is, but it might not be that obvious until you fully study it and observe the various degrees of anger because they all feel different, okay? And I like to call this the emotional spectrum, okay? The degrees of intensity of the emotions that we feel. And I will dive deeper into that later on in this episode. But for example, let's look at anger. If we want to look at anger and we want to look at the emotional spectrum of anger, we can start from annoyance and then there's frustration and then there's anger and then there's rage and then there's resentment. So there's like layers of intensity. There's degrees of intensity, okay, when it comes to anger. And all these different emotions I've mentioned from annoyance to resentment, they all have different feelings in your body. They don't all feel the same. But sometimes we are just so quick to label one thing like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm angry, I'm pissed off. We're so quick to label it, to react out of that emotion or to completely distract ourselves from it when we can take some time to process that emotion and process the experiences that we're having in our bodies and just look into it and just study it, okay? This is all a big part of building up your emotional vocabulary. So 
The next thing to know about emotions is that your emotions are made up of thoughts, physical feelings, and behaviors. Those are the three things that make up your emotion. Thoughts, physical feelings, and behaviors. For example, let's say you're about to give a speech in front of hundreds of people, all right? You're about to give a speech and you're nervous. So the nervousness that you're feeling is the emotion, right? You're experiencing the emotion of nervousness. Now, the thoughts that could be going on in your head in that moment is, I hope I don't forget my lines. What if no one claps? I hope I don't embarrass myself. I've never done this before. All those are thoughts that are going on in your head before you, you're, um, before you give this speech, right? Okay, now what about the physical feelings that you're experiencing? For example, your palms could be sweaty. Your stomach could be churning, right? These are all physical feelings that you're experiencing in your body. Like your emotion, right? The, the neurons that are coming together in your head is actually creating, like it's physically manifesting. Your, your palms are sweating, right? Your stomach is churning. Those are the physical feelings. Now, what about the behaviors? You could be pacing back and forth, okay? <laughs> you could be pacing back and forth. You could be, um, I don't know, um, playing with, what do you call those things? Like playing with something with your hands, right? To kind of control your nervousness. You could be folding your paper, folding your paper or hitting your paper on the table. These are all behaviors that you could be, um, these are all behaviors that could be going on in that moment when you are experiencing that emotion of nervousness. So I have talked about the thoughts, I've talked about the physical feelings, and I have talked about the behaviors. All of this together make up one emotion of feeling nervous. Isn't that so cool? Like everything I've just described, is a matrix of feelings going on in your body for one emotion. <laughs> That's actually so cool. Anyways, so all of this combined together makes up the emotion of nervousness you are experiencing. And in order to build up your emotional vocabulary, you need to be aware of these three parts that make up your emotions. You need to be aware of the three parts. You need to be conscious to these three parts. And um, another thing about emotions that I actually learned recently that I thought was really cool. Some emotions are so complex that there aren't even any English words, any single English words to describe them. Like, how cool is that? Like, that's how complex our emotions are. That English language hasn't even figured out single, single words to use and describe certain emotions that we experience. I'll give some example because some of these um, emotions actually have other words for them in other languages. So, for example, um, I might be pronouncing this wrong. I don't even know. Um, Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude, it's a German word and it actually means pleasure derived from another person's pain. There's actually no English word to describe this one particular emotion. Another word could be pina ajena. This is a Spanish word, um, either pina ajena or pena ajena. And this means feeling embarrassed for the other person. Some of us call this secondhand embarrassment, 
right? So there's actually no single English word to describe this emotion, but there's a Spanish word to describe it. And I'm sure um, some of you out there, you know, your different languages, I'm sure you can think of some. You can think of some um, some words in your language that there's actually no English English translation for it, or there's no um, English definition, right? It's just, it's just a word that you just know is associated with this particular feeling or emotion, right? So yeah, so I thought that was really, really cool. Um, but feel free to share some of these other words. If you know any, feel free to leave your comments. I want to know like, what are some words in your language that, um, don't have an English, um, like an English word for it, if that makes sense. All right, now moving forward, moving on. There are hundreds of emotions, like so many of them. I feel like we, you know, we in our poor emotional vocabulary use the same words all the time. Happy, sad, surprised, joyful, fear. (laughs) You know, we use the same, we literally recycle the same words over and over again. But guess what? There are hundreds of emotions and in order for us to learn some of these words, right? In order for us to learn some of these words, build our emotional vocabulary and learn some of these emotions, we're going to do a little fun exercise. We're about to have a fun exercise. Hmm, I got to get comfortable for this. Let me let me take a sip of my water, please. All right. <clears throat> so, we're about to have a little fun exercise. And for this exercise, this exercise is going to require your attention. So if you're listening to this as you're taking a walk, or if you're listening to this and you're busy, that's totally fine. Like feel free to come back to this particular, to this part of the episode later on, if you want to review it again and partake in this exercise, because I really want, I I need you to be in tune with yourself, to be in a space where you can actually be able to pay attention to the exercise that we're about to do. So now for this exercise, I'm going to list through some emotions. I'm going to list through a lot of emotions. Okay. It's going to be a lot. I'm going to list through some emotions and I want you to close your eyes and feel through each of the emotions that I mentioned. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to need you to close your eyes. And as I mentioned each emotion, I want you to think about that emotion, feel through that emotion. You can, if, if, if it helps, you can also think of a time you experienced or felt that particular emotion. You can think of a time when, you know, that emotion was present in your, in your life. And I want you to just feel through this emotion I want you to pay attention to the thoughts, pay attention to the physical feelings, pay attention to the behaviors. I want you to pay attention to what is going on in your body. Where are you experiencing this emotion? All right. Are you experiencing it in your chest, in your hands? Where is there, is there a a tightness in your chest or in your face? You know, are you feeling it in your, in your stomach? I want you to really process each each emotion I mentioned. And I want you to try to do this without judging 
the emotion. I know that's going to be hard for some of you, but I want you to do this exercise without judging the emotion, without labeling it as good or bad, or without judging yourself for feeling the emotion, all right? Or distracting yourself. Don't distract yourself. Just feel through it. So are you guys ready? All right, let's do this. So close your eyes, take a deep breath, and get ready as I go through each of these emotions. Number one, bored, confused, curious, embarrassed, grief. When I said grief, how did you feel? How are you processing the emotion of grief? Frustration. Insecure, disgusted, possessive, vengeful, guilty, humiliated, annoyed, terror, loathing. Passion, pity, pride, regret, resentment, shame, suspicion, worry, remorse, ecstasy, amazement, submission, pensive, content, rage, lonely, peaceful, compassion, playful, Calm, gloating, jealous, secure, defeated, free, lazy, confident. How was that? I just went through 42 emotions and that isn't even close to how many emotions there are in emotional vocabulary. That's just 42. But if you can, I want you to go back, like rewind. If, if you need some more time, I want you to rewind, pause at each point and actually feel through the emotions, okay? Feel through it. Allow yourself to experience it. What parts of your body were you experiencing those emotions? What was going on in your head? How did you feel? I hope you guys enjoyed that exercise. And not to worry, I have another exercise coming up. But this one is going to be more of like a homework stirs. Okay, it's going to be something that you can do after today's episode. So, 
If you want to improve the quality of your life, you have to become more aware and conscious of the emotions that are going through your body. We need to stop labeling them as good or bad. Like, just stop. If you notice, in the exercise that we just did, I didn't start with the good good emotions and then go to the bad, okay? I jumbled them up together, okay? It was like terror and then ecstasy because I want you to, re- like, to know and realize that there are no such things as good and bad emotions. They just are emotions. They all feel differently, all right? So we need to stop labeling them. Don't let your brain bully you. Okay, that is a quote from Leo Gora. Do not let your brain bully you into judging everything in order to try and control it. That is your brain just trying to make sense of your reality and trying to control it. But your emotions are not there for you to control it. They are there for you to understand them, feel them, and experience them. Like I said... They're a compass, a compass to direct you to where, what areas in your life need your attention, what areas in your life need your response. Okay? Yeah. For example, let's look at the emotion fear. Fear is not a bad emotion. It's not a good emotion. It's just an emotion that is there to act as a compass. How does fear act as a compass? For example, fear allows you to take precautionary security measures, such as locking your front door. Okay? If you hear that there's a serial killer on your streets, fear is the emotion that you experience or terror. And what that emotion does is it prompts you to act. It prompts you to respond by locking your door or taking the the necessary um, steps, okay, to ensure that you are safe and that you are secure. So can you see that that emotion in itself is vital? Imagine if we couldn't experience fear. I want you to think about that. Imagine if we couldn't experience fear. <laughs> you, you probably gonna go out there and try to handshake the serial killer. That's probably what's going to happen. But the emotion itself is combined with thoughts, with physical feelings, and with behaviors, okay? And it's those behaviors like locking your door that make it makes you human. It makes you someone who is able to understand their emotions and respond accordingly did you also know that when stress response is activated digestion is suppressed so that the body can reroute its resources to trigger your fight or flight the central nervous system shuts down digestion by slowing contractions of digestive muscles and decreasing secretions for digestion how cool is that like when your stress response is activated, when those stress hormones or stress neurons are activated, your digestion is suppressed so that your body can reroute its, its um, what you call it, resources to trigger your fight or flight. That means that your body knows this state that you're in is a state where you need to respond immediately with fight or flight and there is no time for you to be getting hungry. <laughs> Like, 
That is how much your body cares about you. It's in the smallest little details like that, that you know your body actually, like your body was designed to protect you, to care about you and to ensure your survival. That's really cool if you ask me. So I hope that helps us to realize that we need to stop labeling and judging our emotions. We just need to feel through them. We need to experience them. Okay. So now moving forward. All right. Let's talk about how we can build that emotional vocabulary on a deeper, deeper level. Now, like I said earlier, many people just have really poor emotional vocabulary. Many people are not particularly expressive when it comes to their feelings and they don't even have a wide range of words to describe their feelings. All right. This is, this right here is what poor emotional vocabulary looks like. All right. What words do you use to describe your feelings? Do you find yourself using the same words? You don't have any other words to pinpoint exactly what you're feeling in that very moment. So you recycle the same words. Do you use happy to describe the same emotion over and over and over again when something good, something that you've labeled good happens? Or are you able to look at a range, a spectrum of happiness and the different emotions and layers of or or degrees of intensity that you can experience? Okay. Can you find alternative words instead of using these same words? For example, if you're, you're always using angry, have you looked into frustrated, disappointed, enraged, <laughs> disgusted? Have you looked into these words? What about the word embarrassed? This is an interesting one. Are there situations where the word humiliated or the word ashamed would be more appropriate for that particular time or that particular feeling that you're experiencing. All these things matter. This is all a part of building up your emotional vocabulary. The obvious difference between embarrassed and humiliated, for example, or between frustrated and angry is that they describe various levels of intensity for these emotions, what I like to call your emotional spectrum. All right, let's take another another example of that would be, for example, um, an emotional spectrum that could start with bored. Bored is an emotion, you're bored. Bored could become lazy. Lazy could become lonely. Lonely could become sad. Sad could become grief. Grief could become depressed. You see how it went from bored to depressed? That is called an emotional spectrum. And we need to stop, um, we need to, to focus on building up that emotional vocabulary so that we're able to find other words that are more suitable and appropriate for the different feelings that we experience in our day-to-day lives. All right, now that being said, we are finally rounding up today's episode with our homework, (laughs) our take-home activity slash exercise slash whatever you wanna call it, all right? Let's let's round up with, with a fun exercise, but also a deep, 
reflective exercise for us to take home with. And I would love to hear about how this exercise went for you. But you know, before all that, let's, let's talk about the actual exercise. So a good way to start understanding your emotions is to be more aware of the thoughts around them, right? Like, like I said, the three the three parts of emotion, your thoughts, your physical feelings, and your behaviors. So in order to understand your emotions, we need to be more aware of these three things and the thoughts surrounding these emotions. So for this week, we're going to try a fun exercise that involves keeping a diary of emotions. How cool is that? So I challenge you this week to keep a diary of emotions for seven days you guys we, we you can do this you can do this seven days all right I've, I've done this before i'm sure you can do it too it's just seven days all right let's try to commit to this for seven days i want you to keep a diary of emotions And this diary is going to be used to record your emotional experiences during the week. All right. So your emotional experiences during those seven days. And now this exercise is going to have five steps. I'm going to take my time to explain each step because I want us to be able to get this right. I want us to be able to apply this during the week. All right. So let's start with step one. Now for step one, I want you to write down the events that triggered emotions in the course of the week. But I don't want you to do this at the end of the week. I want you to do this each day, all right? Like the same way you would write in your diary daily, right? I want you to to take note of these things day by day. So for each day, I want you to write down the events that occurred during that day that triggered emotions, all right? write them down and you can also try setting an alarm for this exercise okay you can try setting an alarm and um when that alarm rings just take note of the of the um emotion emotional experiences that you had that day okay and now another thing is it doesn't matter what the event was it doesn't matter what the event was i don't want you guys to think that this exercise is only for the uh, major events, the big events or the events that you consider major or big. No, this exercise is about understanding your emotions and building up your emotional vocabulary. So it doesn't matter if the event was big or small, if it triggered an emotion, I want you to take note of this. So here are some examples of, of events. There could have been a long line at the shop. You could have received your Uber Eats order and it was the wrong order, okay, it wasn't what you ordered. Maybe, uh, what about getting a day off work or your class was canceled, forgetting a friend's birthday or getting paid, not being invited to the party or witnessing a colleague's promotion or a friend's engagement announcement or finding something that you thought you had lost whatever it doesn't matter these are just some examples okay so whatever is significant in your day-to-day regardless of how small or how big i want you to take note of it that is step one now step two i want you to label the possible emotions you felt or experienced right so for example when your colleague got the promotion did you feel disappointed did you feel jealous Did you feel defeated? Did you feel grateful? 
Did you feel happy? What were the possible emotions that you felt or experienced? Now for this step, I don't want you to think that you have to write down only one specific emotion, because like I said, the point of this is to build up our emotional vocabulary. So I want you to write as many emotions as you thought you experienced in that event or during that event. All right. Write them all down. That's step two. Now, step three, I want you to identify the thoughts that you had during that event. What went through your head at the time when they got the promotion? Did you think I thought I was going to get it? Or did you think she deserves it? She worked so hard. Or did you think this is taking too long? I want to go home. <laughs> like what, what were the thoughts that were going on in your head when, you know, that the promotion announcement was made and, and all that stuff. That's step three. Now, step four, I want you to feel through the emotion and identify the physical feelings that you are experiencing. This is very, very important because this is going to force you to not distract yourself from the emotion, but to sit in it and to feel through what is actually happening physically during that, um, experience of, of the emotion. So for example, are you experiencing a tightness in your chest? Was that what you were experiencing when you heard the announcement? Did your, did your heart skip a beat? Is your stomach churning? Do your hands feel sweaty or do, um, or do your hands feel like, are you feeling a tingling sensation in your hands? Do they feel heavier? Does your throat feel tighter? Or do you feel like there's like a lump in your throat? What are the different physical feelings that you're experiencing during this event? All right. So that's step four. And the fifth and final step, I want you to take note of your behavioral responses. So for example, with the, um, engagement announcement, let's say you, you go on your Instagram and you saw, um, someone has announced their engagement. What was your behavioral response to that event? Did you immediately lock your phone? <laughs> Did you immediately lock your phone? Did you send the post to another friend? Did you sigh? Did you laugh? Did you smile? What did you do? <laughs> Did you delete the app? <laughs> you know, what were the behavioral responses that you had to those specific events? So that's the exercise that I want us to take with us and to actually practice during the course of this week for seven days. Step one, write down the events that triggered emotions. Step two, label the possible emotions that you felt or experienced. Step three, identify the thoughts that you had. Step four, feel through the emotion and identify the physical feelings. Step five, take note of your behavioral responses. Those are the five steps that we're going to use for this exercise to build up our emotional vocabulary. I really, really want to hear back from you guys about what you thought when you practiced this or even what you thought about the first activity that we had during this episode, you know, with the listing of the emotions and you having to feel through each and every one of them. I, I really want to know, like, how was that for you guys? <laughs> you know, I want you guys to communicate back to me. So, um... Yeah, feel free to leave a comment in the comment section, or um, you can also send me a direct message on our Instagram platform, which is at the Yellow Podcast. Okay, 
Um, I will also leave my email address there if you want to send me an email. But yeah, that is it for today's episode. That is a wrap. Whew. That was a long one. <laughs> that was a long one. But we finally made it through. And if you're still listening, you are a G, man. Like you are you seriously, you are ser- seriously a G because you care so much about your personal development and about your emotional growth. And I'm proud of you. Okay, I want you to hear that. I want you to hear that. I am super proud of you for making it this far and for actually participating in the exercises today and for actually taking notes. I really, really do hope that I see you here next week, tuned in, listening to another episode of the Yellow Podcast because next week we're going to dive even deeper. Y'all, I'm telling you, this podcast is not for... Um, we're not doing on the surface stuff here okay we're going deeper and deeper and deeper so next episode we'll be talking more on the topic of emotions and i'm really looking forward to seeing you guys tune in i mean i can't really see you guys but (laughs) i'm looking forward to you guys tuning in and i'm looking forward to the feedback from y'all feel free to also leave, leave questions and yeah that is it i love you guys so much stay blessed and mm, 